0: And welcome to and Shanties, a podcast all about Sea of Thieves. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Siv. Siv, how's it going, man?
1: Going great, Jocelyn. I am ready to talk about some Sea of Thieves because we have a lot of news to cover this week.
0: We do. We are about a week and a half post-launch now from Sea of Thieves. So uh, I know both Siv and I haven't had as much pirating time as we would like, but we've still been in there. We've been experiencing a lot of different things. I still haven't been attacked by a Kraken, though. Have you?
1: I have not. Um, (laughs) I've heard rumors that the Kraken is attracted to you having a lot of loot on your ship. um,
0: Interesting.
1: has not yet been the case for me. Because it's been, uh, well, I mean, personally, it's been a crazy week. It's spring break. My kids are off school. And it feels like my life has been turned upside down. So I haven't had as much (laughs) gaming time as I usually have uh but uh, i'm i'm looking forward to getting in especially now that the game is kind of uh coming out of its early launch uh issues and and stuff like that which um again rare has been wonderful in the way that they have communicated to the player base about what's going on and what they're doing to fix it um so let's just get right into it um breaking news i mean breaking in the sense of it's recent um they put out an article on their website yesterday which is a launch status update now they did go back and update that (laughs) they um, updated their update (laughs) today yeah they updated the update uh march 29th uh 4 p.m bst um they didn't they didn't italicize uh what what they updated so i'm not i didn't see the original i just saw the updated version I'm um,
0: fairly certain the original didn't mention anything about the actual uh respawn distance of ships. I think that okay. was added because I read this yesterday and didn't realize it had been updated today. Um, and I didn't see anything about respawning of ships, so I feel like that was yeah. part of what was changed. Um,
1: probably. Um, we are going to talk about a whole bunch of this stuff from this article. It was just kind of one of the things that we wanted to bring up just so that you guys are aware of it we are going to post a link to it in the show notes and we'll post it in our discord so that you guys can check that out as well additionally um, they posted it on twitter at um, CFds is the official twitter account uh, so you can find it there um, additionally this week they posted a uh, kind of end of week one update on youtube which if you remember we talked about last time they posted a youtube Uh, update where it was just in their office with a whiteboard that was was like 48
0: hours after the launch to kind of like let us know what was going on with a lot of the errors that people were seeing in game
1: which i thought was really great and really uh it felt really transparent of them and they got a lot of really good feedback on that so they did it again kind of as like an end of the week update um i think they posted it monday of this week um so they went through a couple of things, kind of just, you know, reiterating their progress on some of the concerns from launch day. Uh, so in particular, they just said, like, they've had so such a large response to the game, which they're thrilled about, and they should be. Um, but that has revealed some scaling issues with their servers, which they're working hard to um, resolve on Tuesday, which they were talking about it uh, in future tense, and now we're talking about it in past tense. but. Tuesday, there was a big update. They made um, some pretty good size updates to the client, um, which meant that we had to re-download the client. I made the mistake um, of assuming that it would update itself automatically. Uh, it did not. It, no, I had is... to go into the
0: Windows Store yeah. and to the
1: CFP well, is... page. So, and uh, I feel like this is just one of the shortcomings not so much on Rare's end, but this is just one of the shortcomings of of being so married to Microsoft. In, oh, 100%. You're relying on Windows yeah. 10, right? Like it updates. Um, so for example, I it, professionally, I am an engineer and I use AutoCAD. I use some associated software with AutoCAD that um, is usually on a delayed release, you know, uh, three months after or so with the release of a new version of AutoCAD. Well, Windows, in all of its infinite wisdom, decided to update my computer one night last week from you know one year version of autocad 2018 to 2019 for me trying to help me out <laughs> i what hate when windows tries is... <laughs> to
0: think to think for you
1: uh what i didn't realize is that it completely borked the add-on software that i use on a daily basis and so i woke up the next morning went to get to work and went huh nothing works why is this splash <laughs> screen different Thanks, oh no. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Microsoft always updating the things you don't want updated and not updating the things you do, like Sea of Thieves. Uh, so I did have to go and in- initiate a 19.8 gigabyte download to update the client. Um, right. Anyway. And so a
0: lot of people were kind of like complaining about this, saying it was a huge, like, what's with this huge patch? And the thing is, it wasn't a patch. It was basically they changed the core of the game and it needed to be like replaced so that's why the download is so big they said in future patches will be exactly that they will be patches they will be much smaller but because there were so many systems that needed a back-end overhaul we got a full basically new game uh so i mean it fixed a lot of the issues and i think you know hashtag worth
1: yeah absolutely and and one of the things i said in the video is that um you know, one of the big issues has been your rewards for turning in chests or whatever, um, finishing voyages, have been delayed, sometimes hours. Um, and they said they've seen that getting better and better. Um, it didn't sound like it's 100% fixed, at least as of Monday, but it sounds like it's getting better and better as they're figuring all of this out. One of the great things that I thought... Um, they did and they they chose to do this they didn't really communicate it uh until this video but uh, achievements have not been crocking they've, they've been having some issues with their achievement system and they realized what they needed to do to fix it but they realized that the fix could potentially be disruptive to a lot of people that were uh, either currently playing a game they didn't have a way to easily hot fix it um or would require some kind of patch and then would you know be disruptive so what they did was they just said okay we're going to turn off achievements until we you know fix the client which allowed people to continue playing the game and continue to log into the game so they're basically focusing on keeping the game playable and running over trying to fix a secondary system like achievements to the detriment of everybody's play experience which i thought was great i think that's a really good decision as a studio to make Is going hey yeah, maybe they looked and like, hey, there's eight hundred and twenty thousand people playing the game right now. Do we really want to, all of a sudden, have the server go down and get patched and make them all mad?
0: Or yeah, considering people is have there been a mad way to do about this? Uh, right exactly just maintenance exactly. windows in general? People have been like, yeah. I can't play the game. I don't understand. It's like. <laughs> Have you never played, like, World of Warcraft and just lost your I, entire Tuesday every Tuesday? Any, like...
1: <laughs> any online uh, server-based video game ever? Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of the way it goes. Um, one of the other things that they fixed was, um, you know, you get in the game and you go, Oh, sweet, I got this cool jacket and I want to use my golden sword and I want to use this. You know, you get all that set up. You get all customized. Your pirate's looking good. You play for the night. You log out. You log in the next day, you go, hey, why is my dude all naked and using the stock weapons again? Got to go back and fix all that. I ran into this a couple of times. I don't know if you did, but all of the customization changes that I made um, in the game with regard to what equipment I had equipped and clothes I had on, things like that, uh, would reset when you log out. Um,
0: yeah, I, was, uh, I was naked a lot. I
1: know. <laughs> and I couldn't I, even, like I when mean, I went
0: to change my clothes. It just it wouldn't show them. And I think that was yeah. part of the time when um the black dog pack was uh disabled.
1: Yeah. For yeah.
0: N- at least new um like new players registering that they owned it. They had turned that off. And yeah. then so I guess that might have caused some sort of ripple effect through the game because that's what I was wearing, my like my black dog coat and um I think the boots Which looks as well.
1: awesome, by the way. Yeah, like, it's such a cool. I really outfit. dig it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So uh um, so yeah anyway, my my character is just running around naked because it was like I don't think you yeah. own these
1: clothes. <laughs> I <was> like <laughs> I really want clothes. Oh uh, no, I got to find some clothes. Yeah. I'm going to sail around I didn't with a have any claw. hair either
0: though, so <laughs> 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 I was running around um, naked and bald.
1: <laughs> yeah, sweet. Um anyway, they fixed that. And one of the things I really appreciate about it, the way they're doing these fixes is that their goal is to keep the game as accessible as possible while they work on these Bugs and fixes, which um, I think is really really good. I think that that um, just bodes well for for the future of fixes and updates in Sea of Thieves.
0: Yeah, I agree. I do like their philosophy because they've had this since launch, right, where they have kind of prioritized yeah. players who are already in and playing over people who aren't. And I know that that can feel bad for people who haven't been able to get in, but it's allowing people who are already in to have the best experience possible. So it's like. You've got some players having no experience, but some players having a great experience as opposed to everyone having a mediocre experience. And I think that this is the better way to go. I like that Rare has decided to do this. And I think that it works for Rare because they've been so transparent about it. And they've been consistent through their entire launch saying, if you're already in and playing the game, you're going to keep having that same experience. You're, you know, for the most part, not going to get DC'd. You know, you're not going to get big time lag spikes. You're, We're not going to make sure that we have everyone playing to your detriment. So I think that it, it works because they've been such a transparent and honest company. And I think that listening to their fans, which they have done, I mean, I, I can't believe there's there have been so many changes to the direction of Sea of Thieves. I can't believe it's been such a short period since launch, you know, like, so.
1: Oh, absolutely. And one yeah, of those and we're cases, going to talk about a little bit of that today. Um, exactly.
0: So one of those cases, actually, we didn't get to talk about last week because it was like breaking, breaking news when we recorded last week. While we
1: were recording. Yeah,
0: yeah. while we were recording, there was uh, basically a uh, release notes were published that at the very end, there was an upcoming feature section and it said basically uh, the Ferryman has no uh, patience for you if you die over and over again, so he is instituting a death cost basically, if you uh, die from something that is avoidable, then it's going to cost you when you respawn and well
1: the thing is that they they, they didn't phrase it that way they said non-PvP deaths uh, would, well they would did phrase it that way you. though
0: they did specify oh, non PvP Deaths, but they said, like, the more avoidable the cause, then the more it's going to cost you. But they still said, like, any basically any PVE related death was going to cost you something. And, you know, the more ridiculous your death, the more it's going to cost you. And the community feedback was basically like, um, no. (laughs)
1: Like, why the hell would you do
0: this?
1: (laughs) I wholeheartedly agree. I, I mean, I'm like, okay, this feels like a really rough solution to a problem that is not a very bad. I mean, it's I, not I, even, I, a pro- I mean, of
0: all the problems that sea of thieves has right now, dying too much yeah, is not yeah, one of no. them.
1: <laughs> well, and, and what, what it, it appeared they were trying to rectify was the fact that some people were able to um, single-handedly um, defeat a skeleton fort by
0: By um, brute forcing, as opposed to yes. like skill, because I know Matt was able right. to uh, take down a skeleton fort on his own. And I think he only died once while doing it. But it was very much like he had to get off his ship. He had to run in. He had to kind of aggro all the skeletons, pull them to a certain spot, shoot them down with the cannons. Like it was, you right. know, strategic and skillful. And he didn't die, <laughs> but there right. were a lot of people who were just people kind of were like brute forcing it. Yeah, yeah. brute forcing the skeleton forts. And I
1: mean, even if all you did was kill one skeleton at a time, <laughs> you eventually were making you progress. Yeah. Eventually, you get it. Um, and and uh, I think they wanted to to solve that, but I mean, there's
0: a but they myriad never of came other out ways and, you could do that. Yeah, and they never came out and actually said that this is what they were trying to combat. They just said we're putting in a death cost, which. There's a lot of people who had problems with that because they were saying, essentially, this doesn't need to be solved. It's going to penalize people who are trying to prioritize PvE over PvP. And that's another topic we're going to talk about this week is just the whole conversation around PvE versus PvP. But uh, they were saying, you know, it's, it's going to negatively impact PvE players and new players and people who are playing alone. And there's no real reason for it. And especially when there's no clear benefit. Yeah. The only like (laughs) the cosmetic items, which are what you're essentially working towards outside of becoming a pirate legend, but on your way to becoming a pirate legend, you're trying to, you know, make your ship look cool, make your, you know, buy new clothes and stuff. And all of that is not cheap. Like the cosmetic items are a gold sink in and of themselves. There's no reason then to also penalize death because if you're penalizing death, then you're kind of uh, shrinking the PVE experience. Like there are so many super fun, stupid moments that we have had in Sea of Thieves where like I've jumped off the wrong cliff and then died and or, you know, like gotten my health down to a sliver and then I'm swimming to the ship with the chest going like, please don't eat me, please don't eat me. Oh, shark got me, you know, like and those are hilarious and funny. And so if you take away those experiences by attaching a death cost to it, then it's just not going to be as fun. So a lot of people were just like, we don't understand the problem you're trying to solve. And if the problem is skeleton force, like there's so many other ways that you could kind of go about this. And I That's actually really- posted on the forums as well with like my two cents, which is basically like, I have no problem whatsoever with like an increasing death timer, which is also one of the things that it has been, um, kind of uh put forward as a uh solution to pve or versus pvp things but um i have no problem with increasing a death timer if i die a whole bunch of times in succession which i think would fix right. the problem with brute forcing a skeleton fort. like if the first so time i die it's a 10 second retime or respawn timer and then it's you know 20 seconds then 30 then 60 if i'm dying as soon as i respawn with the option to pay my way off the ship in the normal respawn time. I'm fine sure. with that too. Yeah, um, that'd be
1: fine.
0: You know, like pay one gold for every second you want to reduce your death timer by. So if normally you respawn in 10 seconds and you've got your death timer up to 60, well, then you pay 50 gold to get the normal one. And then if you go up to two minutes, then you pay like 120 gold or something to you know get yourself back down to that, uh, to that normal respawn timer. I think that would be fine as long as you're giving the players choice whether or not, like, whether to spend their time or their gold. Um, but anyways, sure. Rare has, has I, decided I mean, honestly, to just totally roll it back. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's... it's it, Having a death penalty uh, feels regressive, right? And in particular, obviously, the Sea of Thieves is... It, it shares a lot of DNA with MMOs, Um And in particular, I I know other MMOs did this, but I played an indie MMO way back in the day that uh, the death penalty was that you lost a little bit of XP. (laughs) Mm. Which, uh, you know, I think the top level in that game was like level 100. And when you died, you got dropped down to level 99 and almost back to 100. So you needed to kill like three monsters and then you were back up to 100. Problem was you couldn't use any of your level 100 gear. Mm. And it was just really janky and stupid and felt really bad and, and um I know I, I know there's other MMOs that had uh death penalties. I, I didn't really play a whole lot of MMOs before. Wow, but
0: well and WoW I does have it as well, right? Like WoW has well, a death cost it because it has durability and maintenance. Yeah. So when right, you die, right, I mean, that's you're just COVID. part of it's the exact I mean, same thing, dude. It's the exact same well, thing. You die, and then there's gold. Anyway. There's gold that you have to pay to get your equipment back up to where it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, you you take durability damage from just regular use in that game as well.
0: But, well, uh, yes, I know, yeah. but there's still a an increased sure. cost to dying. <laughs> it accelerates it. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: Anyway, I mean, the I don't know. It feels bad to have any kind of a death penalty in a game like this, in particular when you know it's basically just setting you back on cosmetic rewards yeah um, so yeah i'm uh i'm i'm uh in favor of of this change being rescinded
0: yeah and especially when they didn't even come out and respond to anyone to tell them why they were instituting it in the first place made people uh just that much more against it because they're just like we don't understand the problem you're trying to solve like there are so many other problems and this is kind of where the PvP versus PvE discussion comes in is, you know, like even before we start talking about the fact that a lot of people are saying that there's not enough to do and that, you know, it's, it's there, you know, we would like to see this added and this added and this added. Even before we look at all of those kind of complaints, there are some serious complaints about just straight up systems in the game. And it comes down to a lot of, you know, PvP versus PvE conversations. There's so much talk about it on the forums. And a lot of the PvE players are feeling like PvP is taking away from their experience. So this is a sentiment I don't necessarily agree with. Although I also tend to play on like off-peak times. So I haven't had the same experiences that a lot of PvE players have had. I also don't have any problem with PvP. So. I enjoy getting into naval battles. I enjoy getting into, you know, even not naval battles, just like the hand-to-hand combat battles. You know, I I don't have any problem with it. I think it's a big part of why I like Sea of Thieves as a game. The whole game was PvE. I think it would be totally boring because there isn't a a kind of like real danger factor there. But I know a lot of people have talked about um, Galleons camping outposts. People have talked about, you know, being chased around the map for hours on end by the same crew. And I I find all of these, all of these, I guess, behaviors just hilarious. (laughs) Because like (laughs) the whole point of Sea of Thieves is to amass as much wealth and reputation as possible. And if you're a crew chasing another crew around or a galleon camping an outpost, you can't be making nearly as much money as if you would if you just went on voyages so the whole idea of like camping and griefing another team blows my mind like i don't know why anyone would ever do that it seems like a gigantic waste of time (laughs) but i guess some people just you know get some level of weird enjoyment out of that i guess that's the reward for them that the game isn't about
1: you know Uh, it's people playing the game their own way i guess so honestly it's it's uh it's a function of the game being new. It's probably also a function of the game being on Game Pass. Mm. And people are probably attracted to the game by its low barrier to entry, i.e., uh, you know, a 12-year-old kid with his buddies. They're all on spring break. They're sitting around playing Xbox. They're like, hey, let's grief people, and let's just camp them and, you know, jump them whenever they get back to the outpost and steal their treasure. and you know they're you know well, watching a movie or mean... eating doritos in between right <laughs> like they're just the thing is people that play the game that way don't tend to stick around for a long time mm. because that kind of fun uh isn't repeatable because you're not actually uh working towards anything right you don't you're not putting really any effort in it's the same thing like if you um you know play a game with cheat codes or something how unsatisfying it is to beat it with you know full invisibility or full invulnerability and infinite ammo right? yeah like, it doesn't feel it's like good that's, when you that's beat fun it and maybe you just kind of like yeah <laughs> all right i i guess i'm kind of done with this game i'm going to move on to something else and that's the way that these kinds of people i think um behave mm. um so it's probably just the newness the low barrier to entry and the fact that people are just farting around doing things. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyone who wants to seriously progress in the game is very quickly gonna find like, oh, that's not the way, better, way to do it. Right. It's way better to go out and actually do the work and uh and collect the rewards that way than than you know just sit here and expect that people are gonna because people are gonna see your ship there. They're gonna be a little wary about rolling up. And uh yeah, maybe they're gonna fire a scout uh to the island and see what you're doing before they approach with their ship full of loot. And if uh, you're just camping out, they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to go to different outposts later. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the one problem with just going to a different outpost is really the merchant quest. And I think that those just need a bit of a tweaking because right now those are the only quests in game that you have to complete. First of all, within a specific time window, but then secondly, at a specific outpost. So that means like if I've got three in-game hours left to re- like turn in a merchant quest at an outpost that's being camped. I don't have a choice to kind of um, go to a different place or wait a little bit longer for the Galleon to leave. And so I think, you know, just giving a choice of outposts, because I still think that the merchant quests need to be outpost specific because that works with the lore. Lore Lore-wise. Yeah. Yeah, And if it was, you know, return it to any outpost, then I think it makes it too easy. So then they would have to like significantly decrease the time you have to do those quests. And I don't feel I don't think that either one of those really feels good, so I think what they should do is just give you an option of two outposts, so you know, say you can go to plunderers or you can go to um daggertooth, either one of them sure. they both need chickens. take two chickens to either place, and I think right. that still works lore wise war wise lore wise that still works as well as you know keeps the difficulty level the same, but Saves people from a little bit of that camping that might potentially be going on at the outpost you need to go to. But the community in general on the forums, and if you guys aren't on the forums, there are quite a lot of um, really good discussions that are being had, as well as the rare team has actually posted a bunch of mega threads that they are reading and have all specific topics. So if you have comments or questions about a specific thing in the game, there's probably a mega thread for it. So that's the kind of best way to go to get to have your kind of feelings heard. So there have been quite a few community responses to the idea of PvP versus PvE and ways to potentially fix it to make it feel better for people who play primarily PvE. Although I am one of the people that doesn't necessarily believe this is the way to go. I think that Sea of Thieves is a PvP game and should be, but... There is a lot of PvE stuff to do. So one of the solutions has been to just straight up make PvE servers and not allow players to attack other players. Um, I think that if they were going to do this, because again, this is not the solution that's made for me. I like the PvP in, in Sea of Thieves, but if they were to make PvE servers, I feel like they would have to significantly nerf the rate at which you get gold and XP because... If you're on a PVE only server, then you're taking all of the risk out of the game because yeah. there's a like the only way that you could potentially be sunk then would be if you make really poor decisions at a skeleton fort,
1: or maybe a kraken,
0: or maybe a kraken exactly. And and like we said off the top of the show, they are so so rare. I've never seen one. You've never seen one. Um, Matt saw one. And, but it was like attacking another ship. So like he kind of went in and was it because they had been it was a galleon, I think, that had been following him and, and trying to sink him. So he was like taking pot shots at them while they were getting attacked by the Kraken. <laughs> so
1: that sounds like mad. Yeah, that's, that's totally mad.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, so with the Kraken being like the Kraken appearances being so few and far between, I feel like um, PvE servers would just, they would have to have a significant penalty towards the the rate that they earned gold and the rate right. that they earned XP. Otherwise, there's no incentive really to play on a PvP server, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you need to either like buff PvP servers or nerf PvE servers in order to kind of put the difficulty on the same level. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you stand on just, like, making PVE-only servers?
1: I, I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I think uh, I think part of the thrill of living in this pirate world is that other pirates exist and, and at any time could just show up and, and try to steal your booty, right? Exactly. So, you, you
0: need that kind of extra strategy level. Where you can't just sail anywhere, go anywhere, do anything. You need to, yeah. I think, part of, a big part of the game is strategy around when do yeah. we go to the outpost? When do we go well, to our voyages? Like, should we come within an island's distance of another ship? Or should we maybe try to go another way instead? And yeah. I think if you remove that layer of complexity from the game, it's going to get so boring so fast. Unless they I add the AI ships. the only way ships. to do
1: it, yeah. But I, even then, AI say.
0: ships aren't, um, there's,
1: well, it's going to no, be very so,
0: difficult to make AI ships as uh, dynamic as ones that are piloted by real people.
1: Yeah, I mean, perhaps. Um, I know we talk about Assassin's Creed Black Flag a lot because, I mean, obviously this game has borrowed heavily from, from Black Flag, um, but in Black Flag, you were out on the sea and it was populated by other ships as well. And some of them were, you know, easy for you to attack and, and sink. Some of them were far more difficult. Um, and there were some that were um, particular, uh, like a, a particular AI difficulty that was uh, more aggressive and and in particular, like looking for you. Like if you sunk a whole bunch of ships Then a pirate hunter would come after you. Right. Mm. And uh, it was a, a special type of ship that um, was kind of designed to hunt down pirate ships. And it was the same size as your ships. So it was just about as nimble. And especially early in the game before your ship was fully upgraded, it was very capable of taking you down. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, there there were other threats that were AI controlled that were out on the sea and there was definitely risk involved now i mean it's a different game because you're not hauling a bunch of treasure around that you need to go turn in but at the same time you know it would it would set you back on whatever mission you were on or whatever you'd fail the mission or whatever it was right and i so well, i, I think there's a way to do it where there's you know, you definitely could a way to potentially have
0: yeah but in a it's game it's a lot
1: it would make the game a lot different though exactly. and i don't think and that sea of that's thieves really what
0: see thieves is not built with uh combat AI. It's just not other than the skeletons. And yeah. I feel like them all of a sudden having to try to build an AI for ships, like if they ever did this, it would be like way far out because it's not something that they've been considering or working on at all. Oh, it's a
1: completely different animal. Yeah. Than, so I than, yeah,
0: I don't know. Not that I I wouldn't trust rare to build good ship AI, but they don't currently have the team for that. That's not what this game is. So,
1: yeah, it's I mean, because the ship AI would have to try to analyze your speed and direction of your ship and make moves to predict where you're going to end up and where it could go to line up a cannon shot on you. That is a completely different animal than the AI that is in the game right now. Yeah. Um and again, an AI controlled ship fleets would would just make this a completely different game that I just don't think is uh, as good, honestly. I, I think part of the, the fun of this game uh, is just the fact that it's it's Pirate Land, man. At any time, you could get jumped.
0: Yeah, exactly. And speaking of getting jumped, another suggestion has been PvE safe zones in PvP servers, so keeping the existing servers kind of the way they are, but then putting like a non-combat bubble around outposts I think if we're going to put any sort of PvE server-ness into the game, this is the way to do it. Although I'm still not a huge fan of this. I like the idea of potentially getting, like having to be strategic about where you turn in and when and what else is going on at the outpost and if there's another crew there. Like, I again, I like that added level of PvP strategy that if you just didn't have combat at outposts. I mean, uh, there, is, there is one way to do it that I think would be interesting is that if they were kind of like neutral cities in World of Warcraft, where technically, um, and I guess you just can't attack in neutral cities in World of Warcraft, but I'm kind of thinking of an idea where players can still attack and be attacked, but if you are kind of like flagged for combat in a non-combat zone, so at an outpost, then, like, the NPCs get involved. So, like, the barmaid would pull out a blunderbuss and, you know, like, shoot right. at anyone who is in combat. So then it makes it more difficult for kind of an, either crew to turn in so they can't just, like, kill someone, steal their right. treasure chest, I, yeah. turn around, and turn it in. Like, that, that NPC would be in combat with them, and they'd have to, like, go to a different outpost because, that to be cool,
1: yeah. But, I mean, honestly, <laughs> piracy is everywhere. There's no safe spaces in Sea of Thieves, and, and I like that.
0: I agree with that too. But I think if they were to bring this in, it would have to it would have to be something like that because I think just having non combat outposts is going to be boring and stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: Um, another thing that people have talked about and is I don't really know how this is necessarily going to help with the PVE versus PVP balance, but I do really like the idea of making your ship, if you have any treasure on it, making your ship a shipwreck instead of just having it sink. That way well, you can kind of like there is an element of if you are the one who did the sinking, you can then treat it like a shipwreck and go and get the treasure. You And if you're not the one that did the sinking, you can potentially go back and pick up the loot that you lost.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't uh, any loot that you have on your ship float to the surface for a little while after your ship sinks?
0: I don't think it does. That was the rumor. I had heard that, but I've never actually seen seen it happen. happen. I haven't. I've I've gone back to where I was sunk and there's nothing there. Like, every once in a while, there's some barrels, but I've never seen, like, treasure chests. No, no, no.
1: I, I mean... So, if you sink another ship and they have treasure on their ship, my understanding is that their treasure, explosive barrels, whatever, floats to the surface.
0: I have never it only seen stays that happen. there
1: for a little while. Well, I, I even have. when
0: I've been the one doing the sinking, I've never actually seen treasures spawn. Well, where because I've I think somebody. most of
1: the time when we engage a, a, a ship, if they're fighting back it's probably because they don't have any loot.
0: Well no, like I've so been on other people's lose. ships and seen treasure chests and stuff and then we've sunk them and they haven't
1: Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So I like I every I time really I've been over don't don't think... there and, Yeah. Unless, I don't know. unless I mean, I've sometimes seen it, happen it happens before. and sometimes
0: it doesn't. Like I don't really know and it's kind of interesting that we don't know how this works. Like I kind of wish like <laughs> It would, wouldn't it be great if somewhere there was just, like, a freaking game guide put out by Rare being, like, this is how this mechanic works? Yeah, like, he used because to have I the mean, little I've, books when you would buy, like, a yeah. Nintendo game that would tell you, like, how all the systems of the game worked and what the controls were. Man, I miss those little guides.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I've seen this happen, though, before where, like, I've watched a ship go down, like, right in front of me. And then, like, there's two explosive barrels sitting right where it went down. I've grabbed them. I was playing with Josh the other day and we zoned in and literally like saw another ship going down a little bit off the coast of the island. We zoned in at like somebody had just, I don't know, scuttled or something and we're loading up our ship and I see something sparkling out in the water. I look at it through my telescope. I'm like, Hey, there's like a gold cup out there. So I swam out there, grabbed it. There was a silver one too. So Josh swam out and grabbed it. And we went and turned them in. <laughs> it just and I like wonder was if, random loot.
0: If maybe this is how it's supposed to work, but it hasn't been working this way because they've had so quite many possible. server issues and launch it. I don't know, but um, it was definitely proposed multiple times by the community. So I can't be the only one that this isn't happening to. And maybe um, like, it would be nice to have someone from Rare actually say, well, it's supposed to work like this. I guess yeah. it's not. You know, it's a maybe bug. Once it's they're, a bug that maybe it's once not. they're
1: done with bug fixes, they'll begin to be able to kind of address things like this.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Another thing that has been proposed is something along the lines of flagging your ship in one way or another. So either flagging yourself as, you know, friendly to other ships, uh, joining a guild, or potentially putting a name on your ship. And I think that this, this is interesting and something I would like, but I think would be exploited by people who are not as friendly as I am. Uh, sure. Because, I mean, you could always flag yourself as friendly to other ships and then attack them anyways. So I feel like that's even worse than just assuming right. everyone is aggressive, is if you assume someone is passive and then they right. attack you anyways. Turn on you. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, I think guilds can also be exploited. So, I mean, we've talked before about how cool it yeah. would be. If, you know, we could run three two-man uh, sloops on the same server, that would be super cool. But yeah. I think a lot of people who aren't as, you know, chill as us would, would very much take advantage of that. Yeah, And uh, and I think especially with the server size right now, you really couldn't. It would literally be two or three ships versus, you know, two or three other ships that aren't in a guild. And it just, it would It would be so much worse than it currently is. Um, I kind of like the idea of ship names because I know, uh, for instance, Josh and I were playing the other night. We came to a skeleton fort that had two galleons there that had already engaged and they were on the final boss. Josh and I jumped off and helped them kill the final boss. And then we were kind of like, I think I literally got two or three shots off. Josh might have gotten one and then the boss was down and we were like, okay. We literally did nothing here. We're just going to, you know, like I kind of, I waved and Josh and I just went and got back on our ship and left. Didn't take any of the treasure. We were just like, okay, there's literally eight other people here who have an understanding. We can't beat eight. We can't beat two galleons as our two player sloop. We're just going to, you know, back away. And, you know, like one of the guys that was there, like threatened us, like said something like eat lead or something. And then, but then I was like, I just kind of waved and we left and they were like, oh, okay, wave, you know, like. And friendly as well. And then about 10 minutes later, we saw a gal. not even 10 minutes later, actually probably closer to five minutes later, we saw a galleon sailing not too far away from us. And it would have been really cool if we could kind of identify that galleon. Like, I'm pretty sure sure it was one of the two that was there. But if Josh and I had named our ship, like, the Friendship... (laughs) And then, you know, like, that galleon could look over and be like, oh, that's that sloop that didn't try to steal our treasure. I'm going to leave him alone or something. Obviously, there's a flip side to that that, you know, it would allow people to really target another ship. And they could be like, oh, the friendship. I'm going to, you know, just grief the crap out of them and follow them around the whole time and never let them
1: respawn. I think that you recognize people's names. I know that I well, but you have to be so times. close before I know, you can really close, see player which is fine. names. Which, but I again, think that yeah, I think that ship as names we... would be an
0: extension of the current. Yeah, uh, like it, and I wouldn't want it a bit like visible all of the time. But if you were sure. kind of like close enough to see the ship clearly with your spyglass, it would be cool if you it was like had even painted on the side or something. So not hovering over, like you would still need to have a good visual right. of the ship before you could so... identify it. And I know as more and more customization options yeah, that's become gonna available, yeah. then it's going to be easier to tell. Like, we'll be the ones with the beer mug clinking sales and the, you know, whatever, the red hull or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, eventually, yeah. you'll be a little bit more recognizable. But, um, Definitely. yeah. So, that this might kind of work itself out.
1: Yeah. Potentially.
0: Uh, then the one thing that they have, like we mentioned, it was in the launch status update. Uh, but one thing that had been kind of talked about, just on so many different threads in the forums, not only just the the mega threads, but basically people just talking about the respawn and uh, kind of being respawned into a new ship, very very close to where their old ship was sunk. And I'm kind of of two minds of this. They've decided to increase the distance, so they they have made this change, or the change will be in the next patch. But um, for me, anyways, voyages tend to be wherever I pick them up and propose them and accept them. They seem to be within the same area of the map. Now, the map isn't huge, but I feel like if you, you know, if I'm on a voyage and it's in the like northeast corner of the map and then I get in a battle and I get sunk and then I'm respawned in like the southeast or southwest southwest would be the worst obviously but southeast corner of the map then i gotta do all that travel to get back up to where my voyage is that's the negative that i see from this
1: the positive though on the other side of the coin is that by putting you far enough away from people it's going to make it so you can actually get things done right yeah Yeah. so maybe you know you, you gotta go get a new voyage from the closest outpost. That's a small price to pay versus like, I mean, I told the story last episode of how two guys kept, you know, griefing me while I was playing solo and I couldn't get anything done. So I just logged out. That feels bad to me. It feels like, I mean, and I didn't care at the time. I was just like, yeah, you know what, whatever. I only have a few minutes to play anyway and fine. But if it was like, okay, I'm settling in and I want to get a lot of stuff done I would happily be transported across the map and start working over there then have to deal with somebody constantly griefing me uh, and not allowing me to get anything done or anything turned in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's good. Obviously, it's not I think it'll be
0: more good great, than that.
1: But, uh, but no, yeah, I, but I don't
0: think that there is any perfect solution. But I think that, uh, I yeah, moving the ship respawn, because it also does something... A little bit different, which is something that, that people have been asking for as well, is steeper punishments after losing a fight. So people have talked about. I think about it definitely
1: like, needs to be that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, move it when you lose your ship, being respawned further away is is a punishment, right? Like you you lost right. the battle, you're sent away.
1: Well, and it, it does two things, right? So it's, it, it punishes you for losing the battle, which is good, but it also rewards the victor in that they. They've killed you. They've sunk your ship. Theoretically, they've gotten some of your treasure that they've stolen from you now because they sunk your ship. Right. And now they have claimed victory and they have a reprieve from you coming back every 30 seconds to haunt them. Right. Like, Yeah.
0: Well, and that's what happens. And that was a big problem because, like, let's say I'm the victor. I've sunk your ship regardless of who the aggressor is. I've won. Right. Then I loot you. You come right back. You have a brand new ship, which has no damage, all new supplies. Right. You're totally ready to go. My ship is damaged. I've used most of my cannonballs and most of my. You're an easy target. Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, exactly.
1: So it, it, it makes it right now, the current system makes it where it's almost not even worth battling with another ship and trying to sink it. Right. Yeah. You're better off. Trying to shoot someone over the ship, steal a chest, and jump off. Yeah. <laughs> and get picked up. That's more lucrative than than sinking the ship or trying to kill all four or all two of their players. Uh, you know whatever it is. So I think that this whole ship respawn moving further away is going to make battles more decisive. Right. When yes. you win, you've won. When you've lost, you've lost. And end of story. Like, yeah. You know, and I think that uh,
0: that is that's the way it should be. I'm. I'm. Yeah.
1: I mean, another option would be like um, death timer increases, right? So what's the death timer now? Like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, somewhere in there. I don't think it's Um, that long. Maybe not. Feels like a long time. It feels like a really long time, time, yeah, because you just want to get
0: back in the action. But I don't think it's it's as long as it
1: feels. Uh, Let's say it's 20 seconds. And then let's say there's a five-minute internal timer that starts after your first death and let's say you know, your first have this 20 seconds but then your next one is 35 and the one after that is 50 and then after that it's a minute and a half and then after that it's two minutes right like until you know until you're you go five minutes without dying right? yeah um, and kind of yeah i reset think that, your,
0: your death timer yeah. i like
1: that solution because number one it helps take people out of combat on ships um so that they're not coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back every 15, 20 seconds, whatever it is. And then it also kind of helps solve the whole skeleton fort um, problem. If that's a problem that they're looking to solve where, you know if you're trying to sell a skeleton for it and you keep dying and pushing that timer back it just becomes a waste of your time exactly
0: yeah and, so, and i don't know about you know the death timer increase in a pvp situation but i think that if they're looking for any sort of solution in pvp case or pve cases sorry if they're looking for a solution for that then i think yeah increasing your death timer makes a lot of sense but I don't think that there should ever be any kind of penalty to a PVP related death because I just, I feel like you need to allow some space for players to learn and fighting a skeleton is just not the same as fighting a person. No. So I think that it's going to drive people away from the game if, sure, you know, they're, they're a new player and they don't really know how to fight other players. And, you know, then they get stuck with a two minute death timer. They're just going to be like, all right, this is really stupid and I can never win. So I'm just not going to play. So yeah. I, I think well, that's TVP where I like. I like the system now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that the ship respawn thing is good because tactically, um, as the person who wants to win, you go, okay, look, it's best for me to destroy their ship. Um, I destroy their ship, their ship goes bye-bye, and then we seem to finish them off, essentially. Um, You know, they're going to be in the water, they're going to be an easy target, you know, kill their ship, and then kill them. Their ship goes and teleports away, and then they go to their ship. And then you're done, and you win. And if the loot's floating in the water, like I think it's supposed to, you win, you collect, and you go on your merry way as uh, the most... Awesome pirate ever to sail the Sea of Thieves.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of the most, po- uh, the most awesome pirate ever, one of the other suggestions was in- implementing some sort of a player reputation system. So when you are queuing in with random crewmates, then, you know, at the end of your session with those crewmates, you'd be able to, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, sort of, a, or a star system or yeah. whatever. Some sort of I reputation system for raiding your crewmates. And again, this is one of those things that can definitely be exploited. Like, yeah. you know, is,
1: there's I, all I kinds of I think the Brig is, uh, is just fine. I think uh, if, there's a lot of problems. I know, I know. There's a lot of problems with the Brig as it currently
0: exists. And I think that um, I know that's more a function of other game systems than it is necessarily about the Brig being a bad system. But because the Brig isn't being used Uh, as it was originally intended, we'll put it that way, currently, um, the brig just really doesn't work. So um, there's basically, the idea is that players who are highly rated would have an easier time getting into a queue versus players who are lower rated, who would kind of be on their own servers. So, and, and this is just an extension of, like, other multiplayer games, like Heroes has a system like this where basically, like, if you get enough people reporting you and saying that you're toxic, then eventually like that, or just a straight up lever system where like, if you bail on a game, then you get put into a, like a lever queue. Like all of these things are, are from other online games that have yeah. been proposed as a, as a kind of player reputation. System.
1: I do think it's possible that it works. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily I don't know. know if
0: you need it, but again, no, these are I don't all think just, so either. Just ways for, for people to kind of deal with um, PVE versus PVP players. Um, yeah. Another idea, which I I kind of like this idea where uh, there's some sort of back-end aggression tracker. So, you know, figuring out if you're shooting your cannons at other players when you have no damage on your ship or something. Like, uh, you know, figuring out who shot first, who's the aggressor. And then if you've got... Han shot first. Huh?
1: Han shot first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just some sort of, like, aggression tracker or, like, you know, how many battles did you get in in your last session, or, you know, however they decided to implement it, but just yeah. tracking ship or player aggression and then putting players of a similar style on the same servers. So this would be the kind of thing that would uh, grow and evolve over time based on your play style. So you could, like, say you have an aggression rating in the background and people who are. 80% aggressive are on the 80% aggression server and people who are a hundred percent aggressive are all on that. So then you kind sure. of put the players who only want to fight other players on the same server. And then if I have like a 0% aggression, I'm essentially playing on a PVE server. So you
1: I know. think that uh, in theory, this idea feels good. I think in practice, it would be incredibly easy to distort and uh, you know, take advantage of
0: well and so that would be the that would be the evolving over time thing so if i play five or six sessions totally passively and i have a zero percent rating and then i take my zero percent rating into a zero percent aggression server Server, and then i attack everybody my aggression rating would go up to like 60 and then i'd get thrown onto that server the next time so this is where like over time it would kind of average out to how i actually play but here's what
1: you would do here's what you do because obviously people that don't shoot their cannons a lot and have a very low aggression rating probably aren't very good at the ship-to-ship fights or don't aren't interested in them, uh, which is fine. They want to play it more like a PvE game. Again, we talked about that. But let's say, you know, I just go, you know what? I really want to get my aggression rating low. I'm going to log in and sit in my ship in the corner of the map not doing anything and let it sit there for 10 hours while I go to work and <laughs> you know spend my whole day, and then I'm going to come home at night and I'm going to be on, you know, I'm going to log out and then I'm going to log back in, and it's going to be like, Oh, yeah, this person has, you know, and I do that every day for a week. They go, Oh, this person's got, you know, 50 hours without even firing a shot, you know. <laughs>
0: well, and this is well, where like that becomes on rare to make sure that whatever is like whatever yeah. they do on their back end can't be exploited. Like that's not on us to figure out their systems. We just give them ideas and tell them to do it. Duh. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the way uh, the world
1: works. They would have to yeah. like
0: uh, do something like monitor. I, and I don't even know if you can sit in the game for that amount of time without getting kicked out uh, for inactivity. I, I mean, but... here's
1: the thing that I, I, I don't think we need a system for this. If you don't want to fight someone run away. Yeah. If you're in a sloop, it's a lot easier to run away from someone. Um, even if another sloop is chasing you, as long as you're good with your sails, they're never going to catch you. Like, well, and
0: again, but we are talking about potential, you know, fixes to a PVE versus PvP sure. kind of system. So that's all of these. All of these are assuming you want to fix the problem. So I don't think just saying like so, yeah. just yeah. be a better sailor is like that's not helpful in the well, discussion. I mean, but if you
1: don't want to, if you don't want a PvP, run away from people shooting it. Yeah, that's a pretty easy solution.
0: So uh, but the other thing I thought would be interesting, and I didn't see this anywhere. So I kind of wanted to put this out out there. But even if we kept everybody on the same servers, if there was some sort of like back end aggression tracker, what I think would be really interesting is if, you know, you had been very aggressive, then all of a sudden you maybe have some restricted access to ports or, you know, like, let's say I sink a ship that's on a merchant voyage. Then I go to a port and the merchant vendor doesn't want to talk to me because I just messed up, you know, another ship's voyage that was Mm, for that faction. I feel like that could be really interesting because right now the piece that I feel is missing, like even though everyone is ranking up in different reps and can display titles, I feel like uh, kind of loyalty to a faction is something that's missing a little bit. So I would like to see kind of um, something implemented that allowed you to champion a faction a little bit more or that had, like I said, negative repercussions to sinking a ship on a voyage for a faction. Stuff like that. Like, I just I want to see them do a little bit more with factions. So I feel like a tracker in the background that was faction aligned would be would be really, really interesting. I mean, like, if you were in combat, but not the aggressor, I think that's different. Like, if someone attacks you and they're on a gold hoarder's mission and you defend yourself and sink them, I don't think you should have a negative repercussion, which is, again, where the background aggression tracker would would come into play. But I think it's, it's something cool that could potentially have some really interesting gameplay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, tied to it if they chose to go down that road uh other solutions we've seen are increased server population which is something i kind of like the idea of just in general i
1: wouldn't mind a little more just a a a little ships out there
0: yeah just a little bit more because there's sometimes i can be sailing around for an hour and not see anybody else so
1: i think doing that um they probably have some sort of algorithm they use to to where they have an ideal population for a server and they try to maintain that um
0: i want to know how they decided ideal. Because I still feel like um, increasing yeah, the server know. population might actually balance out this whole PvP versus PvE thing. Like, Well,
1: okay, but think about how hard it is to find particular chickens or pigs, right? Like mm-hmm. Stuff like that, and then also supplies and, you know, shipwrecks. And well, obviously, like if I mean, they it's...
0: increase the server population, they'd have to, they would to, would have to, to increase the, the, the available resources. Yes. Yeah, so that yeah, yeah that's what I was yeah. just going to bring
1: up. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think that it could be good to see a, a slight uptick in the population just to see more stuff happening around. And I think, additionally, they should increase the, uh, uh, like we said, you know, the resource uh, spawns and or, you know, or, or adjust spawn timers or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. there's ways that they can compensate for the fact that more people are playing.
0: Uh, exactly. and yeah, like, I, I, the I, like I like that idea. The thing mm-hmm. I like about increasing the server population is I feel like, a lot of people are feeling bullied, and I and I don't want to use the term griefing here, because Siv and I had a conversation off-air before the show started, and a lot of people are using the term griefing very broadly to include all PvP, and I don't think that's right at all. This is a PvP game, so if another ship attacks you, they're not griefing. They're being pirates, and they're playing the game. I think griefing comes in when they chase you around for an hour, or, you know, like, if they're spawn camping. That's griefing. Um, but I think yeah. just being in combat with another ship and them being better than you is not griefing. (laughs) That's just PVP.
1: Somebody shoots at you. They're not griefing you. Exactly. They're attacking you. And the game's built around that.
0: Exactly. So I think increasing the server population might kind of help with that bullied feeling, because I feel like if there's more ships on the server, there's more chances of, and especially when remember, and a lot of people have started to uh, kind of move away from the in game comms and move towards uh, like using outside ways of communicating whether it's your xbox party whether it's um like discord or some other voice comms but you can still use in-game voice comms if there's enough ships on the server and they're within hearing distance of you you can be like they attacked me (laughs) like please help i'm in the sloop versus the galleon and it just i feel like if there's more people around there's more people who are probably going to stumble upon you in combat which then leads to more interesting combat and it's not just one ship griefing another ship by following them around for an hour if you're following another ship but chasing another ship and i see you then and especially if it's a galleon chasing a sloop then i'm gonna team up with the one getting chased and i'm gonna help them take down the dude who's being a jerk and i feel exactly. like right now because the server populations are so low by design that system just like or that potential interaction doesn't come up often enough outside of the two galleons that we saw at the skeleton fort, which then put three ships around the skeleton fort. And that's a giant beacon in the sky. I don't think I've ever seen like three or four ships in the same part of the map, which to me feels wrong. Like I'm kind of picturing sea of thieves as like some of these big epic naval battles. And it just doesn't really happen right now. So I think increasing the server population could create more dynamic combat and might, deter people from being just super aggressive all of the time.
1: So, yeah, or or at least give you options or or choices to be made when you are sailing around, right? Cuz like right now with the current server population, it can tend to be a little bit dull when you're just sailing off on your voyage going from place to place, right? You may not see any other ships or you yeah. may go, "Oh, there's a sloop. It's really far away on the horizon." And it's not heading towards me. Okay, fine. Yeah, but it's even for the point along, Yeah, so if you're sailing along, you're like, hey, there's some guys fighting. They're not that far away. Now you have a choice. Now you go, Exactly. Okay, do I go help that sloop against that galleon? Do I, you know, try to sneak up and kill the victor after he wins and steal all the loot? Like, what do I do, right? Mm-hmm. Do I just go, eh, you know what? They're not going to see me. I'm going to keep on going and turn my, you know, 14 chests in at this outpost that's right here uh, instead of engaging with them and potentially losing them. So I think it would just more choices to be made while you're in that kind of downtime in between when you're sailing uh, would be good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I honestly, the way that server populations feel right now outside of the resource problem, which would obviously have to be changed as well, but I literally feel like they could double the population on the servers and it would, like even that might not be enough, you know. Like they, I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, beta versus live, that I I felt like I saw a slight increase. Like it felt like I was seeing people mm-hmm. a little bit more often than mm-hmm. I was in beta, but it still wasn't kind of the level that I yeah. wanted it to be at. Like I feel like they could put twice as many ships on the servers, and it still wouldn't be enough.
1: Um, well, we'll see what they do because, we'll see. like yeah. you said, they're pretty responsive to feedback. Yeah. So.
0: And then uh, finally, the, the kind of last thing, which has been, again, echoed across a lot of different server posts for a lot of different reasons. But uh, finally, just for the one last thing to solve the kind of PvE versus PvP situation right now is uh, just giving more rewards for working together. And I don't know what this looks like. I don't know how they do it. But basically, there are outside of skeleton forts, there are very few rewards for having teams work together. Yeah, and so the even kind then, of emphasis is uh, is more so on you know just every man for themselves, and yeah. it would be nice to see you know if you paired up with another ship, there being something more to work towards than just
1: well, and I would even I would even call that the rewards you get from a skeleton fort for quote unquote working together. I mean that's a stretch, right? Yeah, because. I think probably what happens more often than not is two teams work together get and then the loot, fight each other <laughs> and then fight over it. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, Which, again, so, I think
0: that's, that's a little bit by design because that's why they yes. made the key and item that can be dropped. That's why they made, you know, more loot in the vault than can be carried by a single crew, a single four man crew. So, you know, yeah. like there are it even skeleton forts you're right are very very loosely rewarded yeah, it's for tentative, working together uh, yeah, yeah it's, very <laughs> shaky
1: alliances <laughs> exactly
0: and i don't think that they want like and this kind of goes back to the idea of guilds i don't think that they want people permanently working together on the same server and i get no. that but yeah i do too i feel like there should be more ways to partner up and you know kind of maybe bonus rewards like if you're both on the same voyage or like I don't I do not know how they would implement this but just in yeah. general more rewards like maybe you get an XP boost if you go 30 minutes without attacking another ship or you know right. just there are probably a lot of ways yeah. that you can reward for, for being more PvE focused without taking the PvP out of the server you know what I mean so yeah I I think if we actually got some information about what those rewards might look like. I think it's really hard to say yay or nay to something when it's such a abstract idea, (laughs) I guess is the best way to put it. But I do think in general, I hope they figure out a way to reward people for working together because I think that in the end that's gonna be more interesting. Even if like, let's say it's a skull, uh like you're you're going for a bounty. Even if like a ship rolls up when you're trying to kill all those skeleton bosses, like if they help you kill the skeleton bosses, maybe the boss drops two skulls instead of one or, you know, something like that. Sure. Yeah, just ways to reward people for for helping others as opposed to just hindering others, I think would be a a really nice addition to the game um, that I don't think would take away from the PvP. And that's kind of where the balance of all this comes in is how do you make the PvE players feel better without making the PvP players feel worse?
1: right
0: it's definitely a a balancing act
1: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure i think there's probably some way to provide more reward for for working together um without it feeling required or necessary but again um we're not the developers so we can float (laughs) these ideas and and maybe they'll come up with a smart way to implement them
0: exactly Uh, So if you guys have any more ideas for the developers, remember talking to them on the forums is the best way to get them across. So uh, we do strongly recommend you guys go to seaofthieves.com and engage in those conversations over on the forums if you want to see aspects of the game change. Uh, The other place you can go to kind of interact with the Sea of Thieves community is our Discord. You can go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord if you want to talk to other fans of shipwrecks and Shanties. We have some great conversations in there as well as people looking for people to play with there's always people in the Discord channel who are, you know, looking to get their pirate on. So go and join the conversation. We have some listener feedback this week from Just Josh. She says, in your opinion, what do you think the developers should focus on next once the tech issues are resolved? Are there things you'd like to see added, removed, or changed? Sif, do you have any... I have a thought, but I want to hear from you first.
1: (laughs) Things to add or change. Um, So I have a thought about this. Um... It's called Sharknado. I think that you should be able to, if you let's say you're you're on your galleon, right? I think you should be able to catch a shark and throw it in your bottom hold if you keep it full of water.
0: Interesting. And then I think
1: I think that you should be able to um attach an explosive barrel to the shark. <laughs>
0: So this is more along the lines of sharks with lasers than Sharknado.
1: (laughs) Well, but I I think that it should. I think that I think that you should be able to like have all this stuff together and then you can use it as an anti Kraken device. Right. Ah. So then you unleash the Sharknado with the explosive (laughs) barrel on it and it goes berserk on the Kraken and it helps you defeat it. Wow, a that, crazy that was idea. complicated. That was, that was, but way I, more complicated. I really, uh, I, I suggest I'm going to suggest it to them on the Twitter, and I'm confident that we'll see it in the next patch.
0: Wow. That was, uh, see, I, I think that's kind of a cool sharknado. It's happening. <laughs> I, I think maybe, uh, like, somehow disabling and capturing a shark is a really interesting idea. Especially like the, keeping yeah. it alive in your hold by basically assigning one person to make sure that they're bailing enough that your ship doesn't sink, but not enough that your shark doesn't have enough water to swim in. Or that's just, really just, interesting. As a just like let pressure. your hold fill
1: up, repair it and don't bail it out.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, right? you could do that too. Create um, a little,
1: you know, shark tank down there. Yeah, a little shark um, tank. I like yeah.
0: that as an idea to just have like so, a layer of protection yeah. for your treasures. Let me finish my thoughts, Civ. God okay, damn it. Okay, 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 okay.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. I do have real uh suggestions. Um, but but they're kind of along the lines of of that end game of Shark right? Or explosive shark. Right. So I, I do think yeah, that Sharknado be to nice... me means
0: like if you're sh- like going through a storm then there's like <laughs> sharks, sharks in the air. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool too. <laughs> I would like that's that. That's
0: what I was picturing and then you have this whole That's like Jocelyn's shark. worst
1: nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I I do have some ideas though that like all kind of came together to create that explosive shark idea. <laughs> um I do think that there should be uses for sharks because um they do tend to show up at the worst times. And uh, I think killing a shark, which isn't easy to do, uh, should give you some sort of tangible reward. You know, you can sell its shark meat or whatever.
0: Yeah, shark meat. Like cool. if you could somehow like loot the body on a shark, that yeah. I think would give you something for killing them.
1: Especially I'd like since to they see... seem to
0: spawn less often than they did in right. beta. I felt like in beta, I was constantly, like there were always sharks around. And yeah. now like, yeah. I mean, I was trying to reset my game by dying in order to, like, I was having some UI issues. So mm-hmm. dying was one of those, because logging out, logging back in didn't work. So I was like, all right, I'll try just dying. And I swum down deep and was, like, waiting to die just from drowning. And eventually, like, my, my screen had already started to kind of, like, darken and to get to the point where I was drowning. Shark, two sharks eventually showed up. And then I only got bitten one time. So I feel like they've become, like, less often and less aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, So I kind of, I don't know if they changed, like, tweaked the AI. Because they were just kind of, like, circling me. And they'd even swim at me and then, like, just swim by me. And I was like, "Sure, are you trying to bite and missing me? Because I'm not even moving. (laughs) So... It uh, that experience yeah. just kind of made me realize that the sharks aren't nearly as as aggressive yeah. as they were in beta because it felt before Agreed. like you, you couldn't get in the water without really being worried about sharks. Like, and I feel like there was like only a couple of times that I swam from like an outpost to my ship. Or vice versa, yeah. when I wasn't being followed by a shark, and now that happens all the time. Like I, I think that sharks.
1: was more your uh, intense fear of sharks having just been bitten by a shark. That that could have been it as well. You. That
0: that definitely. And it could may have been also been me
1: uh, <laughs> telling you that a shark behind you. Uh, a lot. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, so. and but I feel like if um, you could get a reward for for killing them because they're not necessarily yeah. yeah. or have to something kill. that
1: you could turn in.
0: Yeah. yeah, have a turn in from them for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I would love thought. to see like a like chum if you yeah. like, you know, yeah, go, yeah, yeah,
1: like attract them.
0: Yeah, yeah, catching fish or killing sharks if that gave you like fish meat to throw in the water. Sure. And I think we talked about this with the shark repellent episode. We had some little yeah. feedback yeah. about that where it would be really yeah. cool if they added some way to interact a little bit better with sharks and maybe use them for a strategic advantage. Um, I do like that idea to kind of like yeah. attract them to your ship for five minutes or something to help you. Yeah you know, uh, just protect your ladders, like that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. I do have uh, one other, like, thought as far as things that they could potentially do, and that is uh, purchasable um, weapons and equipment um, that have finite uses. So what I mean by that is, weapon-wise, I think it would be nice to uh, have some form of uh, stun... grenade like a flashbang or something like that um you know some sort of explosive that uh stuns and disorients um i think that there, there there's probably uh some some lore uh implications that could be drawn out to uh you know afford that in the game and i think it would be really nice for when you're boarding a ship um but i think that they should cost And I think you should only be able to carry a small number of them, maybe two on your person at one time and maybe make them only available from the weapons uh, salesperson at the outpost and maybe have them cost, you know, a couple hundred gold peas. I think it'd be cool. Um, Additionally, I think it would be nice to have something like rope, right? That Mm. you could potentially, if you're up on a cliff, uh, you could, drop a rope down, you know, stake it into the ground and and throw a rope down so that you could safely like climb down the, the cliff face, right? Or whatever. And it would function like a ladder. Um, but again, like, you know, let's say you can only have one rope in your inventory and it's 400 gold at the vendor. And so you use your rope, it's done. You got to go buy a new rope, you know, kind of thing. Stuff like that, that would just kind of make um, the games. So the thing that, that stemmed this idea is the fact that everything is so equal in combat movement and uh things like that right which is great but i think it would be nice to have some way to disrupt the balance a little bit and not just rely on the same old same old combat uh Hmm. tactics and schemes and you know so that's where you know flashbang seconds you know, it's kind of interesting because it or, like it know.
0: would be available to everyone, right and so right that but it's whether or not you it have so it c- yeah, right? it's whether or not you have it so that could make it like well and it opens the door to different
1: tactics yeah right um and then I, I think it would also be cool to um you know maybe you could use the rope to board a ship um mm. without using a ladder or you know uh, like I said climb down rocks or something like that you know that you maybe couldn't ordinarily get to and uh, things like that. I like so, the idea
0: of using the rope to, to board a ship because I, I'm picturing like a grappling hook. I don't even yeah. think that's what it's called, but you know, like no, no, throwing one of called. those, yeah, like, yeah. oh, it is? Okay, those like yeah, three-pronged yeah. hooky things. I'm picturing right. like my character throwing that over to another ship and then if someone's doing that to me, the flip side of that would be they would be vulnerable for the time it took them to walk the type rope so then you could right. go go to the hook on your ship and, you know, have a cast time involved of like, picking it up and throwing it over so then you're kind of essentially throwing the invader into the water like I think that could yeah. be like if you get to it in time you can disrupt it which I think is kind of key yeah. to well, a so lot they of had these this,
1: uh, See, if you're doing it again mechanic. let me finish sorry, my sentences sorry sorry.
0: <laughs> but it would give you some time <laughs> to react as opposed to yeah. you know just sitting there and being like oh they got the rope on our ship now we're stuck
1: Yeah. so they had this mechanic in Black Flag where there were grappling hooks when you would a ship right and i think it was black flag maybe it was a different game but there was a mechanic where you would walk up to the enemy's uh grappling hook and and it would give you a like a hatchet uh icon and you chop their rope away right to like break free from them pulling your ship towards their ship so they mm. can board you or whatever like that um so i think that would that could be a cool like you know if you if you have the rope idea that maybe has a grab you can use to Throw over and attach your ship to their ship so that you can board it. Um, maybe a way to kind of you know cut it loose uh, if you notice it. I was kind of thinking more from the thought of like if you're in the water throwing it up on a ship mm, and to being create able to your climb own up. ladder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That could like, fix, like, I like talked we were about talking previous...
0: about. Yeah, we were talking about um, yeah. adding an extra ladder to the ships previously. So that would be kind of a cool way to do it without um, actually changing the the base design of the ship.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So and uh, just stuff like that I think could be cool uh, consumable type things that you know you could have in limited quantity they cost you money but would give you the ability to alter the style of combat or, or the I do
0: I like the idea of it being consumable as well because I think that that's kind of key if you try to board a shit like you can't just have unlimited ropes because I think that would just make combat not fun anymore. But I feel like if right. you, you know, again, comes down to strategy. If you pick the right time to board with a rope from the right location around their ship, so that they don't notice you, you should be rewarded. Vice versa, if if your opponent doesn't pick a good time or place to use their rope and you repel it, then they lose that advantage. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense to me. So I think yep. that that would be a great thing to to add to the game. It just uh, like the rope specifically, like, I, I'm not sure if I'm on board with the flash banging, but I'm definitely on board with the with the rope idea with the consumable yeah. rope idea.
1: Um, well, you had some ideas. Let's hear your ideas.
0: Yeah. So, well, I mean, for me, basically, it just kind of comes down a little bit more to almost like varying the outpost. Like one thing that I love about Sid Mayer's pirates is the idea that you can kind of champion. I talked a little bit about um, just having more um, more tied to the factions than there currently is. But, I mean, in Sid Mayer's Pirates, you champion a country. And I would really like the idea of championing a faction. So, say, like, you could log into the game one day and decide to champion the merchant faction and you become a merchant vessel. Or the Gold Hoarder faction and you become a treasure ship. Or, you know, champion the Order of Souls and you become a mystic ship. I like those ideas. And then even, like, let's say I decide to champion the merchant faction then I potentially, like, you know the sail right at the very top, the little white one that doesn't change yeah. even when you change yep. your sails? Like, yep. if that could be the faction you're championing is, like, way up at the top. Because then yeah, that would be cool. Because then that would show, you know, other players potentially, like, oh, there's a treasure ship. Oh, there's a merchant ship. Like, you know, and you could maybe use those as targets. Or if I'm, say, championing the merchant faction, but then I'm on a gold hoarder's mission, Then when I turn in, finish my gold hoarder's voyage and turn in, maybe I get a little chunk of merchant rep as well,
1: just for for
0: doing for kind of like sailing around the sea, saying like, go check out the merchants, you know, I kind of want to see them do a little bit more with factions um, and have the kind of reputation gains play off each other and have some sort of reward for like choosing one, you know but making that yeah. choice visible to other players. I think that's kind of key. So that's something that I would like them to see. Um, Not, uh, not remove, but maybe change is a better, a better word for it. Cause obviously factions sure. are already in the game. I just want yeah. you, I just want to be able to like pick one as my like flagship faction, I guess, and yeah, get, and cool. get rewarded for that, whether I'm on their missions or not. So I think that Absolutely. could be a cool addition. And especially like, I want to be able to see like treasure ships and merchant ships and, and have that have some sort of a visual representation in the game. Because again, most of the game is about customization, right? So the more visual representations you can have in the game of different things and play styles and, and factions, I think all of that can only be good for the overall feel of Sea of Thieves. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to do it for us this week. Again, our 25 to 30 minute show is now an hour longer than we <laughs> expected it to be. But uh, I think it was so much some, to talk about. Though. Yeah, some really good conversations. Uh, we are not 100% sure if we are going to be coming back next week. It's going to be totally dictated by the news cycle. So uh, we might potentially have a show next week. If you we don't do it next week, it'll be the week after. So you will get shows bi weekly at least, if not more. We just want to make sure that we um, covered. The launch of sea of thieves since it was uh, just last week so uh thank you guys Absolutely. so much for listening civ where can folks find you on the internet you've changed your handle
1: i did i i changed my handle um i i did it to more accurately uh reflect my twitter uh usage i guess <laughs> so uh it is now at civ plays games because that's what i talk about on twitter is playing games
0: very true uh and so if you want to follow me on twitter or twitch i'm at joss plays can't imagine where civ got the inspiration for his handle but <laughs> oh yes
1: yours is so completely original oh
0: like... totally totally <laughs> <laughs> in my defense when i changed it a few years ago there were not a lot of plays accounts but i am definitely hey, seeing I, it yeah. pop up more i and more wanted <laughs> civ the great
1: yep but twitter's being a butt about it so i can't i, have can't,
0: it. I can't believe civ the great is already taken
1: You'd be surprised. I couldn't get it as my Xbox handle. I mean, it's there's apparently a lot of great Civs out there. Which, I mean, <laughs> hey, more power to y'all. I'm glad to be associated with such a great group of people that have that particular name.
0: Could you be like the Civ the Great? <laughs>
1: I mean I could do that or maybe, you know, <laughs> the real Civ the Great. Yeah. You know, there you go. like the the greatest Civ of all or you know <laughs> of all
0: Civs. <laughs> I'm sure the greatest Civ of all Civs is definitely not too many characters for a
1: Twitter. Name. Well, but I wanted to I wanted to because uh, my my old one was um it started with Civ and I wanted to keep it starting with Civ so that mm. when people like want to tweet me and they go at Civ and it, it auto fills the rest, it's automatically auto filling Civ games yeah. versus my old one so uh, just uh makes the transition easier
0: very very true so uh yeah again you can follow me on twitter and twitch at joss plays i've got all kinds of podcasts going on right now uh but you can find links to most of them either over at josplays.com or at gamers in com, which uh this is still a gamers in podcast presents property so uh yeah if you guys haven't checked out gamers in com, please do so there are lots and lots of great podcasts over there so uh, we should have a big TGI announcement, actually, in the next couple of weeks, so make sure you guys are paying attention. And again, join the Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord for all of the announcements having to do with both Gamers and Shipwrecks and Shanties. Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next week, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho!